Remote work has long moved beyond simply being a trend or a lifestyle. It's a natural evolution in the way we work and collaborate, a complete and vital redesign with profound positive impact for businesses, teams, and society as a whole. With it comes a work culture revolution that requires putting freedom, trust, and conscious behavior at the core of every business who wants to thrive. I'm Sarah Regalhuth, your host, and I'm a serial entrepreneur, investor, and expert in growing happy, high-performing remote teams. Since 2014, I've been running all my businesses remotely, and that has deeply changed who I am as a leader. I've gone from micromanaging an unhappy team, suffering high turnover and working long hours, to moving to the US, traveling roughly six months a year, and loving the shit out of my team and being constantly amazed as to what we're achieving. Join me as I dive into conversations about remote work magic, conscious culture, and the future of work with some of the most inspiring founders and leaders in the remote work space. Insights, tips, success, and failure, innovation, we share it all. Let's dive in. Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of Conscious Culture. We are in the thick of it right now with this, the C word I'm calling it. I don't really want to dive in and talk about it too much, but here we are. We're living through this new kind of reality where we all have to work from home, which is something that I've been doing for six years. And my guest on this episode, my guest is Sam Kabert, who's a friend of mine through, well, we actually met through a Grow My Team client. Joe Summer, who's the founder of Whitestone Branding, but we're also both now members of the Aubrey Marcus Fit for Service program. So that's pretty cool. We've got a lot of like business, personal, spiritual, lifestyle things in common. <laughs> uh, welcome, Sam. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate you having me. And uh, yeah, it's funny how things uh, kind of pl- play out that way, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah, we ran our webinar just last week and Sam joined the webinar, um, which was just a live 60-minute Q&A on tips and tricks and all sorts of things for people who have been forced into emergency remote work. And we jumped on a call afterwards and thought it might be a good time for us to do a little podcast. Just going to let this kind of conversation flow freely. I think we're living through a really interesting time. Um, And right before we started recording, we started edging into a conversation about how for us in terms of work, nothing's really shifted. And I think that's really interesting. Tell me about like your experience this week and we're, we're about a week into um, well, I'm unofficial lockdown. Are you official lockdown? Are you still unofficial? Yeah, no, we're official lockdown in California. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You just got announced, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like being grounded or something saying lockdown, you know, and I don't know. <laughs> right. It's kind of funny saying it that way, but making light of a difficult situation for people financially, physically, emotionally, you know, but, um, yeah, definitely in terms of work, like, so a little bit of context of me, I have a company called Swagworks. We do promotional products just like a Whitestone Branding, who you mentioned, Joe Summer, a great friend of mine. And um, I'm a content creator, have multiple podcasts, and I have a new business where I teach people how to grow a virtual assistant team. Different than grow my team, mine's more targeted towards like solopreneurs and smaller business. But um, yeah, so I've been working remote probably for three years full now. I used to go into the office. Now I don't, I used to have employees. Now my employees are virtual assistants. So I kind of joked that um, to everyone else, it's like, yeah, welcome to our world. This is what it could be like, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually kind of exciting. Um, I feel like not in a 
taxi or ambulance chaser kind of way, but like it's go time in term in terms of helping people out and being an educational resource and that type of stuff. So for a lot of reasons, I am a lot, I don't like the word busy, but I feel like I'm busier than I was before. Although my swag business is dead. Like there's, I'm not selling any branded merchandise. All my client, like no one needs promotional products right now. It's the new business where whether it just be connecting with friends, doing more podcasts or doing more webinars, just all kinds of stuff. It's just fully immersing myself in these communities to be a resource and help out and see, get a pulse versus like listening to the news of what's going on, actually being in the thick of it and trying to connect with people yeah, virtually. Totally. And I'm like, thank you for sharing that your swag business is, you know, taking a hit because I think that's an important point and is happening to me as well. I have another company um, called Love My B&B and we do Airbnb property management and we've taken a massive hit. You know, we've just had to ask all of our team to go on to 75% hours to cut payroll. Um, we've had to reduce pricing on all the properties we manage, like really taking some decisive action and, and putting cash in just to stay alive. Um, and then my other business, League of Extraordinary Women, which is primarily an events business, we've just done a massive pivot. We've cancelled all of our conferences for the rest of the year and we've just opened up an online community, an online resource, and we're starting to host all of these online events, which is, you know, in a matter of days, we've got a new platform going and, you know, but literally when we decided to cancel all of the events, which was inevitable anyway, um, our revenue is zero. Like that's it. There's no, there is nothing. We have some sponsorship, but that's usually tied to events um, that were in the past. So we're not going to be getting any more sponsorship. So I'm kind of experiencing it from all angles, but like you mentioned, super excited from a Grow My Team perspective and super excited just generally for people to experience how we have been living for six years for myself, three years for you and how, yeah, my day to day really hasn't changed that much. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm doing my morning ritual, which I always do a bit of yoga. And then I kind of get stuck into work and I create for as long as I want and lead my team and catch up on things from overnight. And then maybe I break and have lunch and go outside or whatever. And then I do a little more work in the afternoon or whatever feels right. And the only difference for me right now is I'm not kind of venturing out of the house very much. And, you know, I'm stuck with like the uh, physical company of one person and a beautiful puppy dog, which is really cool. Um, but, you know, other than that, I'm actually connecting with a lot more people online on um, FaceTime, on webinars, on live events and cool things. And I'm like, wow, this is, you know, it's really awesome to see, as you put it, like the rest of the world just meeting us where we're at. It's super cool. Yeah, no, I'm excited with respect to everything that's going on to people that are losing their business, losing loved ones and everything else, because it's very hard for me to frame this, but I'm very excited for the aftermath of this because the way I'm looking at this is we've been building the cocoon and right now we're in the cocoon, you know, and we're going to come out the other side with the transformation. So the way that we look at work is going to massively change. And as you know, Sarah, I don't know, you weren't on Soul Seeker, but you know about my spiritual podcast and all that. And for your listeners, I have a podcast called Soul Seeker where it's all about soul life balance. And 
a big reason why I, la I launched this virtual assistant business is because it's a two-way street. Not only does it give the entrepreneur more freedom, but it gives the people that are stuck in being a nine-to-five employee, now it gives them freedom because VAs or remote workers, whatever you want to call it, freelancers, they get to choose who they work with, when they work, the type of work, and where they work, which is something that in the past, only entrepreneurs had the luxury of, or mostly I should say. So it's nice to see that as like just people, we are shifting the way we work and we're not going to be as much slaves to the system, which is really going to help with our mental health. Totally. So, and I've been thinking yeah. about how even though we might like to live in cities and some people might like to live more in like a nature or by the beach or in the mountains, like we still might want that diversity of how we live, but it becomes more of a choice. Whereas a lot of people right now are living in cities because they have to commute to a job, which means, you know, thousands and millions of people on packed trains at the same hour every morning and at the same hour every evening and going and sitting in a cubicle that's usually air conditioned and not getting any like fresh air for the entire day, like that part doesn't have to exist. The vibrancy and culture and eclecticism and everything else of a city can still exist, but we don't necessarily need to be going and sitting in these tower gray buildings, cubicles, doing all of that and like commuting en masse. Like the other thing that I think remote work helps us to start to understand and question is flexibility of hours and understanding that for some of us, we're morning people and some of us are evening people and some people work really good, like doing a solid chunk all day, like a stretch in one and other people work better to like chunk their days out by I'll do two hours here and an hour here and four hours later this evening. And, you know, the hours themselves don't actually matter, but it's like flowing with your own energy to create and do and deliver on whatever it is that you do. And I think the old way was very like everyone coming at the same time, everyone be productive for the same amount of hours and we're kind of watching over you. But that just doesn't even make sense anymore. It doesn't need to make, it doesn't need to be something we force ourselves into anymore. We can actually start to experience what flexibility and freedom and empowerment may bring to us as leaders and to our team members. I love that you said that. And it just makes me think of like going into your job nine to five and watching the clock and being like, okay, I don't really have anything to do right now because I finished my work. <laughs> it's four o'clock, like, but I still need to be here, right? Like, yeah. do you think there could be a collective shift where it's more deliverable based versus like this time based? I hope so. And that's how I run my business. And it's been incredibly rewarding even to watch my own team evolve into who they are as individuals, as I trust them and empower them to just do their thing and be the best they can be. And I'm not watching the amount of hours or guiding them on how exactly they should be doing it. I'm just kind of letting them step in and flow and whatever they need. Like it's been so rewarding for me so productive for my companies. It's been amazing. So I really do hope that people can get away from the hours facing. I, I think that when someone's not in your space physically and you're working together, it's very clear whether they're doing their job or not. And all of a sudden you realize the amount of hours they're taking to do it is irrelevant. Um, and I think it's one of the biggest fears that people have is, well, if they're not in front of me, how will I know what they're doing? Right. 
but it's quite obvious, like either the work gets done or it doesn't. And that's really all you start worrying about because you're not looking at them and, and actually seeing them and trying to assess. I mean, when I was in an office, I was like probably the worst manager of all time like I was looking at someone with a messy desk and I would make an assumption that well if your desk is that messy then you know you mustn't be very productive you must be disorganized meanwhile they might be like no I'm like super organized dealing with our clients right now I don't have time to tidy my desk and like these are just all stupid things that might be based on my belief system and my values but I'll start judging how people are working and what they're, how they're keeping their space and all of that stuff based on how I would do it perceiving that my way is the right way and then coming down on them, trying to control them if they're not. Whereas being remote, I don't think about any of that. All I think about is, has the work been done? Is it to the quality and standard that we want? Do, do, do we need some coaching or whatever? If it's not being done, we can talk through why and what's going on. And if not, we part ways and set ourselves free to find them to find somewhere more aligned and us to find a more aligned team member. Um, so it's been hugely transformative for me. I really do hope and believe i've always believed that that's the direction the world is headed i agree i love it <laughs> <laughs> i can go <laughs> yeah it's like Preach. such an amazing opportunity right now yeah. <laughs> right we're just like oh my gosh everybody yeah it's it's like such a incredible world event that everyone has been forced into right. or not everyone i know there are people that work in factories and things like that where there just there just isn't any work but everyone who's working in professional services essentially um, everyone who works at a computer all day essentially has now been given this gift of being to being able to understand and see what it's like to do that in your own space from from your own on your own time whatever that looks like and you know honestly like it might take a little bit to find a new routine in working remote, working from home, that type of stuff. But what I have found, which I know you have found as well, is that I'm actually more efficient working from home than the office because when I used to go into the office, it was like, okay, this is my time to get things done. You know, I won't curse on your podcast, but well, oh, you can. get things. I do. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, now I know. <laughs> now I know. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, time again to the office, get shit done and get out. Right. But then there's that travel time of getting in there. And I have friends that love the accidental collisions, as they call it, in the office. And they, I disagree with this, but he thinks that um, those accidental collisions in the office, human connection, are what inspire some of the most creative projects in a business. I've never experienced that. I think you, that's kind of old school thinking. But my point is like, to me, that's a distraction mm. because I'm very type A and I want to get in and get out. I don't want to have like, you know, these little conversations and water cooler chat, you know, like I want to get my work done and then there's a place for the chat too. Like we can do that. Oh, on a different time. I'm very type A like that. But having said all that, like now it's kind of like, I'm not just sitting at my computer twiddling my thumbs like, okay, it's nine to five. I should be working right now to your point of like, you work when you need to, when you feel called to. And we all work at different times where our creative uh, juices are flowing or whatever it may be. So yeah, I'm, I, I resonate with what you're saying for sure. Yeah, I really like your points about the, how we're all different as well in terms of the level and type of interaction we would like in our workday that makes us most creative because some of us um, really do just want to get a, get, 
you know, sit down and just get it done. It sounds like you're very like that. I'm mostly like that. And then occasionally I like to collaborate. And obviously right now we're living through a situation where we can't necessarily go out to the cafe or whatever, but that's often what I would do on a day where I was just craving a little bit more energy. I'll just go and sit in a cafe and that's often enough for me just to be around that vibrancy of people. Um, And then the other thing I do love to do myself is, um, I most of my friends are entrepreneurs and we often will go on vacation together and we'll be staying in like, we'll call it an entrepreneur house and we'll kind of, because we're all working and we're all remote, we're all entrepreneurs, we have responsibilities, but we can travel, we can be where we want, we can be in a house together working maybe there is some great like conversation that side conversation that comes up that promotes ideas and brainstorming. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do that I've had the privilege of doing many times over the years. So I think you raised a really good point about learning your own flow, but realizing there are so many opportunities. Like if you do like a more office type environment, a co-working space can be great, you know, but you still have a little bit more flexibility there around, choosing the co-working space that suits you the most and choosing where you want to sit the most and choosing how many days you want to go in there um, versus like this is the office that the company created and that's kind of what you're stuck with and you have to be there at a certain time and yeah I like I was going to ask you maybe you touched on it but I think it'd be great to give some pointers to people who are like about that daily routine and how to tap into what works best for you if you are in that situation where you're having to be forced to work remote right now. What, what did you experience if you can remember back to those early days kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. So for, um, I've had, I've done everything from have my workstation in my room, right. To at the kitchen table, to a different room and everything else. Right now I have the luxury of having a, a, like a bedroom that's converted to an office in my house. And one thing I've been doing recently is I'll shut the door. I'll physically shut the door when I'm not in work mode. So I can't even see the inside of the office, which has been, that's been surprising. Um, pretty good. It helps out pretty good. And I'm one of those types. I don't know if you're like this, but I, I have, um, muscle memory of checking my email from my phone. Like, (laughs) so I use an app called inbox pause where it pauses my emails. So whether I'm at my workstation or I'm on my phone, even if I have that muscle memory of checking my email, no new emails will come through. And I'll be like, oh yeah, it's it's paused. And it's like, it's okay. So it helps me to separate work from, you know, just um, not work mode. And uh, you know, for me right now, I'm trying to think, uh, I, I'm going to shift to working out for a second because this is a conversation for all of us right now too, right? Like I'm having huge issues like doing yoga in my house because usually I do yoga in a studio, right? And one of the mm-hmm. things for me is my where I could do yoga is my living room, which is right next to my kitchen. And I'm like, oh, I want a snack or whatever it is. And like when you're doing <laughs> yoga at the studio, it's like that's all there is. But there's so many distractions. So for me right now, like downward dog and you're peeking at the pantry. Like right. what am I going to eat in there? <laughs> or even on its uh, kettlebell six or whatever it is. I tried doing that. So anyways, I'm trying just to that. But Okay, back to your question. Um, <laughs> it's setting up those sanctuaries, you know, and setting up that intentional time. You know, I think being mindful and intentional about your time, setting up your workspace, and, you know, it might be a kitchen table. Truthfully, I've been working at my kitchen table for about 
eight months and I just set up my home office like a month ago. So for me, this was kind of like perfect timing because I set up my home office when I moved to where I live now and it never felt right. I never liked it. So I just, I never worked in there. I worked at the kitchen table. And once I set up my home office to be intentional, I started to be way more efficient. So whether or not you have the luxury of like having a separate room or whatever it is, I think it's just like setting up your station, even if you break it down and set it back up, you know, just with the laptop, the kitchen table and put a notepad down. And, you know, right now I'm getting into spirituality. So I have like these different crystals and gems I just got and they're right here. I have the sticker with my uh, van life thing uh, to remind me to oh, be yeah, uh, van life. <laughs> a minimalist because I'm such a materialistic person. And in the back over there, I have a dragon, I have a Buddha and I have uh, some incense going and things like that. So it's just setting up the things that make you feel more grounded, you know? Mm, I love that. And then my turtle. Show me your turtle. No one else can see because we're not on video, no but it's a beautiful it. yeah, wooden yeah. turtle. I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I do something similar. So I have a little desk in my room, which is actually also my meditation room in my home. And um, I kind of usually I spend the bulk of my work day when I'm there. So I'll, and I'll do the same thing where I'll put my incense on, I'll set up my candle, I've got crystals next to my, my screen and everything like that as well. And I'll do the bulk of my, like the work where I really want to be on, probably the more creative visionary strategic leadership type work and then sometimes you know later in the day like I will have had my break had my dinner whatever and I might just sit on the couch with my laptop and just punch out emails or whatever like that admin -y kind of fairly brain numbing kind of stuff I'll just do and that's how I've like found my way and what I like to do um, but and that's I'm six years in so you know I've like played with all these different things. And I've also lived in a bunch of different houses and different scenarios over that time. And I travel a ton. So it's always changing a little bit, but I agree with you in finding like some kind of space that's for work. And especially when you're getting ready to get stuck into a big session, like get yourself set up with your water, your candle or your incense, if you're like us <laughs> or whatever it might be, your notebook and pen, just like the things that you might like. Some people like music, some people don't, but like just getting into this nice zone where you've clearly kind of said to yourself, all right, I'm sitting down now to do this and to be here. Um, I think one thing that people really worry about is that they're going to be distracted watching TV or eating food all day or doing all of these other things. I haven't really found that. And I don't know if that's just because like I'm a pretty passionate entrepreneur who loves what I do anyway. So it's never really felt like work to me, but I mean, I, d I definitely have my days where I'm less in flow and I'll do less work than other days where I feel like I'm really, you know, but that's my natural energy. But do, have you found that? Do you have tips for that um, for people who might find themselves a little more distracted? Yeah, totally. This is one of those things where I need to carve out some time for creativity and just start thinking back to what I did because I would love to start putting out content about this. And I've, I've thought about that a few times since your webinar you did the other day and just seeing more and more people adjust to home life. It's like, how did I make this adjustment? Because for me, I have been working from my house probably three to four days a week for 
maybe six, seven years or so, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. the full time transition to like, I haven't been in the office at all. It's probably been like three years or whatever. So it's like, what did I do? Cause I'll be honest. I remember like when I was starting out my career and starting to work more remote cause I'm more of a sales guy than anything. I remember getting some big sales and be like, I don't feel like working. I'm going to lay on the couch and play Madden, you know? And it was mm-hmm. very, <laughs> became very addicting to like, find those little distractions in the house and it wasn't natural right away. So I'm trying to remember like, what did I do? When did it click? And I know that these things that you and I are talking about being intentional and setting up your workstation are like what works for me now. And maybe that's what I did differently, but I definitely need to put more thought into that because I could imagine a ton of people having distractions right now. I have a friend who has three roommates in a small house and they are all in their mid thirties or so. They all have girlfriends and they're all working from home and they have a dog with high energy dog. I'm like people in situations like that. I, I don't know how, <laughs> how you would do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it seems like a ton of distractions. Um, so it's really the best system is what works for you and uh, trial and error. Right. And, being intentional, but um, I wish I had a better answer. Yeah, I think something that came up um, on the webinar the other day was around people with kids as well. And I think um, I don't have kids or like a bunch of roommates. I'm not in that scenario. So I'm pretty lucky. But um, one of the things that came up was just trying to share the workload a little bit between yourselves so that, um, and I, I feel like that probably could go with roommates as well of just communicating and being like, I really got to get this done right now. So I need like a really clear, quiet two hour block or something and finding ways to be respectful of each other. I think that's probably a very real and very relevant thing that people are moving through right now of like trying to cohabitate and Mm -hmm. (laughs) co-work with people that they were previously probably not seeing that often. I mean, honestly, a lot of times people who have roommates and stuff with the way that life especially if you live in the city, which is, let's face it, where most people would have roommates because of the cost of living. You know, it's like you have these really busy lives where you're out every single day after work, you're out all day at work. On the weekends, you're going adventuring like, wow, I just thought about that. And I'm like, that you'd be having like a lot more time with each other than you right? used to. Yeah, no. <laughs> Quite a bit of adjusting. I think, I mean, I'm definitely adjusting to the same things as you around my workout. And I also go to yoga usually in the studio and I'm like, oh, cool. I got to like do it at home now. And like, it's a little, it's definitely a little different. I think that's probably where we can relate to, you know, for us where we're having to do all of these other things in the house, you know, other people are having to do everything in the house, which is, um, yeah, challenging, I imagine. Oh, and the other thing that you started to bring up was, um, being real, authentic, like, oh, that's my kid. Like, it's it's cool. Like, you know, yeah. that's what came up on your call. And just in general too, or if it's a house full of roommates and it's like, hey guys, can you be a little bit quiet? Because for me, I might uh, jam out to some Naka and some music that makes me feel good and then be like, okay, now I can work because now I'm happy, right? And I'll have the music loud because I live by myself, but you, you can't do that with roommates, right? So like, hey, can you be quiet? But um, my point here was, 
Oh, the real stuff. Like even if there is a roommate that yells because they didn't know like you're on an important conference call or whatever, mm. a month ago, two months ago, whatever, a few weeks ago, like you would have gotten really mad at your kid for being loud or your roommate, or you might have right now, the other people on the call are going back. Oh, that's cool. Like I'm dealing with the same thing. And yeah. we're all just, we're becoming humans again. We're really starting to relate to each other and take, we're not like, wearing this suit and this mask of like, Oh, I'm so professional. Like it's, it's, I don't know if you've seen this. Um, but, and I don't know, I feel like I mentioned this in your call. I did mention it where I was like dressing nice in, early in my career. And then I started to dress uh, more casual as my career. I don't know if that was just like my age and my, my network and whatever that was that way. But I feel like I've seen other people who are in like their fifties and mentors of mine who, if I go back 10 years ago, content creators, like they were dressed really nice. And now he's wearing like a t-shirt, you know? So I feel like the times have been slowly shifting in the past 10 years to be more casual. So it's really cool that, you know, we're becoming more humans and just real, like we're not putting on this thing, like it, it, you know, where it needs to be perfect silence and whatever. It's like, Oh, you're working out of your house. Okay. So, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's beautiful just to merge that like personal and professional because they're really not separate. Like one of the gifts of being an entrepreneur probably that, you know, any entrepreneur listeners would relate to is that our work is our life. We don't really think of it necessarily massively separately, not, not as much as maybe I used to when I was an employee. Um, but I think what we're seeing particularly with millennials and the next generation is, you know, just across the board, we don't want work to be separate from life it is we want to be working on things we care about things we're passionate about things that make impact whether we're an entrepreneur or an employee or a contractor or a freelancer or whatever we are we just want to know that the work we're doing makes a difference and it's something we care about and it is a part of us and it's just as important part of our life as socializing and working out and hanging out with our pets or our friends or our kids or like all the things we like to do have just as much importance and we're we are the same person like we don't need to dress differently or show up as a different version of ourselves completely um in the professional context like sure we might show up with confidence and deliver like a presentation or whatever it might be that like because we really care about that thing but we don't have to like look totally different to what we would when we go to yoga or what we would when we're going to hang out with friends like why why would we create so much separation i think that's a very old way of thinking it comes from you know a way of operating a long time ago for reasons that i don't even actually know why to be honest as i'm speaking i'm like i don't know i'm sure there's a very good reason why people wore their penguin suits every day, but we don't really need to do it anymore. For you and your listeners, there's an amazing show <laughs> on Netflix called Explained. Have you seen it? Heard of it? I've seen episodes, but I haven't seen this one, obviously. So tell me, tell yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, I think it. Um, this one might be called clothing or clothes we wear or something, but they touch on this where they talk about how uh, or it's athleisure. It's uh, it's probably called oh, athleisure. Gotcha. But, yeah, yep. but they talk about like the evolution of uh, clothing and how like you know it used to be the penguin suits or whatever uh, corsets <laughs> or whatever all mm. this different stuff for men and women and how we've become more casual. So yeah, that that's a good show. You know if you don't want to watch garbage TV. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good show, and yeah. athleisure is like the best thing on earth. The fact that I can just wear what I would wear to yoga 
to work and even out to the bar sometimes. <laughs> like, let's be honest, you can pretty much wear it anywhere and it's great. <laughs> Maybe that's an opportunity for my swag business. Hey, instead of yes. uh, getting your employees uh, polos, why don't we get them some pajamas right now or something yeah. like that instead of working from home? That's funny. That's I, should, a, I should do that, actually. That's a great idea. I think there's some good marketing campaigns that you could be doing right now. For <laughs> sure. That. I'll tell that to the folks in my mastermind so they can do it because I'm not trying and grow that business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but I if that. I were, I'd be like, man, I would totally be all over that right now. Yes. Like coffee mugs, pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. Blankies. Bl- blankets. It's nice to, it's, we're coming into summer in, in the US and winter in the Southern Hemisphere. So for those going into winter for the lockdown, it's like, it's nice to like cozy up with a blanket sometimes when you're working from home, which is one of the nice things. <laughs> I'm wearing a blanket right now. It's cold in my house. I know, like it's cold in Austin bed. too. I don't know what's up. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Sam. I feel like that's a bit of a natural wrap up, but I really appreciate all your insights and thoughts and just just sharing a casual conversation about where we're at as a society and what's happening, what's evolving from this, obviously with so much love and compassion for those negatively affected. We've chosen today to just focus on kind of the exciting opportunity and the positive that's that's coming out of this. So thank you so much for sharing everything. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sarah. I love the work you're doing and the message and everything and keep it up, keep up. Uh, I love your work as well. And, and for those who um, are listening, who are more, you know, not necessarily a, a client fit for Grow My Team, who are more the uh, kind of solopreneur, I think you called it, early stage, um, looking for VAs to kind of get involved and help them just on an hourly basis or whatever it might look like. Where can people connect with you? Yeah, swagsam.com is the easiest place. I have so many different brands and whatnot, but you can find out how to get a hold of me and what I'm up to at swagsam.com. Thanks, sir. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sam. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Conscious Culture, The Evolution of Work. Follow us as we further explore real stories of remote companies and the thriving cultures they are creating. To stay updated with all our episodes, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app. In the show notes of each episode, you'll find some of our favorite remote work and culture resources. However, if you want to have a chat about remote work, how it's done and how it can benefit your company, feel free to reach out to me directly anytime. My email address is sarah at growmyteam.com.au.